Hi, I'm Jan Foreman. Welcome to Daily Hope. Today's reading in 2 Samuel chapter 11 reminds me of those wild Africa videos where a lone gazelle is casually grazing outside the herd when suddenly a lion hiding in tall grass suddenly lunges to attack its prey. It's a terrible picture, isn't it? But that's the setting here in chapter 11, where we read in verse 1, In the spring, at the time when the kings go off to war, David sent Joab out with the king's men and the whole Israelite army, but David remained in Jerusalem. These words set the stage for what happened next. Why didn't David go to war? He's enjoyed a series of military victories. He certainly wasn't afraid. Some suggest he was burnt out from battles. And doesn't success also make us vulnerable, kind of indifferent, too comfortable? Whatever the reason, taking it easy, David set himself up for the greatest battle of his life in his mind and heart. David was comfortably removed from one war, but he was an easy target for another enemy. And by a series of poor choices, he was defeated. He was captured by the lion. His first unwise choice was to step back from pursuing God and his kingdom for his people. And we can relate. Aren't there days when you'd rather not show up for God's calling, like those city buses with not in service on their marquee, to put your life in neutral? But we humans are like cars parked on an incline without a parking brake. We either accelerate toward God's goodwill or we're going to roll backwards. And because David lost this momentum and focus, he was restless. And so one night, unable to sleep, he wandered around his balcony and noticed a beautiful woman bathing. One accidental look wasn't wrong, but when David made that second unwise choice, which was he watched the show longer than was safe, and what 1 John 2.16 calls the lust of the eyes, it became his master, just as Eve saw that the forbidden fruit was pleasing to the eye. Beauty isn't evil, but placing beauty above God's will is, and because David chose this focus, it clouded his judgment. This man, who had a heart for God, was now worshiping something else. It wasn't long before he saw, turned into action, and he sent. He first inquired about her identity, and the answer was loud and clear. Isn't this Bathsheba, the daughter of Eliam, the wife of Uriah the Hittite? She isn't an object, David, but she has a name. She's a daughter, and she's married to one of your bravest soldiers, Uriah. This man was where David should have been on the front lines. It's as if the messenger is saying, David, what are you even thinking? Unlike the unsuspecting gazelle, sin doesn't just pounce on us like victims. We have warning lights, an inner voice or a friend or circumstance that yells, don't do it. David can step away from the edge. He's been warned. But sadly, he crashes through the police tape. He makes another wrong decision and sleeps with this woman. All sin has consequences beyond our control. I think if we saw them, we probably wouldn't make the same bad choices. But in this story, Bathsheba becomes pregnant because Uriah is gone. David has to engineer a cover-up. This is also where sin leads to deception, fig leaves. Now contrast this to Uriah's integrity. David calls him home from battle to be with his wife. But this virtuous man refuses, even after David tries to drown him with wine. Uriah knows his place in the battle, and so he sleeps on David's doorstep instead. So David pens a note to Commander Joab to have this man killed on the front lines, and Uriah unwittingly carries his own death sentence back to that war. 
Remember, David's the man who felt conscience-stricken about cutting off a corner of Saul's robe, and now he's plotting to kill an innocent man. This is something David never would have done as an entry-level crime. But now we see the stair steps down, isolation, dullness to God's purpose, entertaining lust, adultery, and now murder. The lion has David's neck and its powerful jaws. And the lions also killed another godly man, Uriah. There's no safe sin. It reminds us of 1 Peter 5, 8. Be self-control and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Bathsheba mourned for her beloved husband. And then we read in the last verse, David had her brought to his house, and she became his wife and bore him a son. But the thing David had done displeased the Lord. What David had done in secret was in full view of God. Now, spoiler alert, David's story does not end here, which is really good news for all of us who have our own histories of being trapped and defeated by sin. But chapter 11 does beg some questions. Where am I vulnerable to the lion? Am I isolated? Am I growing apathetic spiritually? Am I focusing on things that are harmful for my soul, ignoring warnings? I can be honest to God about my temptations. 1 Corinthians 10.13 says, The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. And when you are tempted, he will show you a way out. You and I are no match for the lion, but God is. And he promises to deliver us and show us a way out, like a gazelle that escapes from that lion. Now, I invite you to join us later on today for our online services or Sunday on campus for in-person services at 9, 11, and 6 o'clock. And all the details are on our website. And I hope to see you there. God bless you.